The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now we're joined by Kathleen McNamee of Off the Ball, who's going to talk to us about um, the sport to come, but also last night's debacle at Old Trafford. Yeah, I think a few United supporters probably went to bed around 80 minutes and thought, you know, this isn't too bad, 2-0 mm. up, happy days. And then the last five minutes, two own goals. I mean, and also losing a player like Zandro Martinez as well, that's going to be a big one for United. Yeah. But the they finished well. the game on 10 men and it could easily have ended up 3-2 to Sevilla. And there's an argument as well that United probably should have been 3 or 4 nil up at that stage as well. Anyway. Yeah, they should have like been well ahead at the time. Um, I think the triple substitution from Ten Hag, a lot of people pointed towards that and questioned why he made that choice because after that, the team just really went downhill. Um, but there was only themselves to blame in the whole thing. And it is the first leg, so there is another chance. But to lose like that at Old Trafford, so not even having to score a goal and still walking away with a point is pretty bad for United. It is. It was shocking, to be quite yeah. honest. And poor Harry Maguire, the hapless Harry himself. I mean, it was a great header into the back of his own net. <laughs> it was a great header into the back of his own net. And he has been trying so hard to get rid of that hapless Harry sort of image. And I don't think this would have done him any favours whatsoever uh, it had to be him Like it had to be her didn't it <laughs> All right. uh, anyway let's uh, talk about uh, other matters uh, the Premier League this weekend just a couple of games are probably worth uh, noting which could be exciting yeah so you have the London Derby at West Ham Arsenal which would be interesting considering West Ham's form so far this season Tottenham are facing Bournemouth City are facing Leicester you expect them to win that one but also City have kind of tripped up sometimes in those smaller games uh, Nottingham Forest and United are playing each other and then Leeds are Traveling or Liverpool are traveling to Leeds, so no massively big fixtures, but interesting at the stage of the title race and relegation battle. Now, obviously, the URC in rugby is uh, what's happening on the pitch, but off the pitch, women's rugby has taken all the headlines. Yeah, it has. There was an article in the Telegraph yesterday exposing sexism in the RRFU once again. Um, I was on Greg McWilliams, who's the Ireland head coach's press conference yesterday, and it was very interesting. So the there was comments apparently made at a dinner for higher figures in Irish rugby who and someone apparently spoke up and said, well, who the F cares about women's rugby? There was other things in the report, like the fact that uh, some of the players had asked for protein and they weren't given it pre a tour. The fact that they changed their shorts to navy shorts from white shorts. So the team wasn't actually consulted on that. It was a PR stunt. And rather than kind of, you know, Greg McWilliams said that he'd read the article and that he didn't really understand why it was coming out now because he was like, it's all irrelevant. It's all historical stuff. Mm. We have tackled all of this. And yeah, I heard uh, some of that press conference yesterday and he listed all the things that had been done. They had only one professional on on the, the coaching staff, I think, at the time uh, the article refers to. Mm. And he said, well, since then, we've done this, that and the other. We have seven people here and uh, lots more resources for the women's team. Yeah, and I think that is totally fair. Like, they have made progress in terms of those sort of things but I also I think the thing that really got me was the fact that this was literally a dinner um, that happened a month ago and when he was asked is there a few sexist he said no and I was I didn't expect him to turn out turn around and say yes it definitely is a sexist organization but I there was like no acceptance of the fact that this comment was made we should address it we should say that was not good 
but here's mm. all the great things the team are doing and everyone should come out and support us against yeah. Italy at the weekend. There but was, did, did you have any doubt that uh, some of the older rugger buggers would have those kind of attitudes? Oh no, not at all. And it was funny. Well, like, I wasn't surprised. N- no. I mean, I was trying to guess who it might have been who made the remark if it's a prominent person. Yeah. I No, I wasn't surprised at all. And like I even, I said this to a couple of people yesterday. I read the article and it didn't actually make me that mad. I was just resigned once again to what was in it because it wasn't surprising to me mm. at all. But when I listened to his press conference, that almost made me matter because there was no acknowledgement of everything that was in it. And he kept saying, it's all in the past, it's all in the past. Yeah. But there's still players talking about this. And yeah, it's but the problem also for, for the IRFU and people who pull the hold the purse strings um, the women are not doing themselves any favours on the pitch at the moment because of you know it's historical circumstances loads of new caps loads of first caps mm. playing international rugby at a high level against teams that are further along in the development the loss of the sevens women to mm. uh, the sevens tournament so there's a lot of stuff going on so the, the, the displays by the women in the first two matches of their Six Nations, not great. And they're going to face Italy. And, you know, in the men's game, it, beating Italy is a given. It's not a given in the women's game. No, it's not a given at all. And he said it yesterday. This is possibly the most important game of their campaign in terms of the results that they had prior to this. But, I mean, you look at, like, Leinster in the 90s are not the Leinster of today. Sure. You know, it takes investment and it takes going through Do you remember the Lady bad... Boys of Leinster? <laughs> that was Munster's taunt uh, at Leinster. Yeah, like it takes time to develop these teams and bring them to this place and you have to go through the difficult times. So I just hope that, I, as I said, I'm not surprised by any of the comments that are made. I'm not surprised by these attitudes still persisting. But I just wish there was someone, and especially the head coach, standing up for his players and saying do you know what? That was really a bad thing to say. I am doing my best with this team and I believe in these players. But also we need to call out that sort of talk and those sort of attitudes in our own organisation. And he didn't do that. And I think that was really wrong of him. Now, uh, back to what's uh, going to happen on the pitch. Uh, we're reaching the end of the URC. Yeah, we are reaching the end of the URC. So uh, Munster and Leinster in South Africa this weekend. They're playing Lions, Leinster playing Lions and Munster playing Stormers both tomorrow. And then Connacht are facing Cardiff and then Ulster at home to Dragons, which is this evening at 25 days. Okay. Now, in terms of other sporting activity over the weekend, uh, what to look out for in GAA? Uh, so in GAA, we have the Ulster Football Senior Championship quarterfinals. Tyrone Monaghan is probably the standout fixture there. Donegal are also facing down, which would be interesting because we've talked a couple of times on the show in recent weeks about everything Donegal are going through. Down are facing a bit of a resurgence within the county for the sport, which is really interesting. So whatever Connor Laverty can do with them this year, I think in the next coming seasons, they're going to be a real threat. And finally, we should mention uh, the death of Craig Breen in a a sport which doesn't seem to have the same sort of protections as Formula One would have for their drivers. It's a dangerous sport and uh, Craig Breen has lost his life to it. Yeah, very sadly, yesterday Craig Breen passed away in a pre-event test. Uh, He was racing for Hyundai, a name that maybe a lot of people don't know because rallying isn't that big a sport here um, but everything that anyone has said about him in the time since is that he was an incredible character so dedicated to his sport spent every waking moment 
bettering himself and wanting to race and also put a lot of money into the next generation. Uh, we had a couple of people on Off the Ball talking about him today saying that as early as Tuesday he was talking to 14-year-olds about rallying and the passion and the drive that he had and wanting to pass that on to the next generation. So incredibly sad for his family, his friends and a sad day for rallying in Ireland yeah. as well. And he was, it appears, reaching the top of his game. Yeah, he was. All right. Uh, may he rest in peace and our condolences to his family and uh, friends. Kathleen McNamee from Off the Ball, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.